today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. As uh, this drags on, we're talking about the lockdowns and uh, the pandemics and the concerns and, and working from home. Of course, uh, the impact that it's having on us uh, is uh, palpable, I think, for an awful lot of us. And uh, it's uh, it's come, I think, from tedious to the problematic situation right now for an awful lot of people working from home, especially because they feel as if, you know, if, if the office is at home, then you're always at the office. You're always working. And, and you can't put in 18, 19, 20-hour days. Uh, yet there's expectation that, well, I'm, I have to do this. I have to answer that email. I have to get this report done. Uh, whereas in the old days, of course, when you used to have to go into a work environment, uh, when you left, that usually means you left most of the job there anyway. Well, that's changing. And, and so much so that governments are now looking at possible legislation to try to assuage some of those concerns. Uh, Peggy Nash is a former member of parliament. She's now the chair of the Ted Rogers School of Management Center for Labor Management Relations, the advisory committee explaining that she thinks that we should have the right to disconnect in this country. During the pandemic with people working on a laptop, uh, on a kitchen counter, uh, sometimes on a, on a bed, uh, we see that incursion of work life into our home life, and it's it's increasingly stressful for people. So it's, it's just seen as one long work day. Uh, people are feeling stressed and the need to disconnect. We're seeing this arising in countries around the world. Yeah, it, uh, we're seeing it happen right here. And, and of course, it's, as I say, something that even government leaders now are starting to pay attention to. Kilian Sukalari is a uh, HR expert uh, with Peninsula Canada, joining us on the Bill Keller Show uh, to talk about the problem and, and possible solutions to this. Uh, Kilian, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could be with us here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You know, anecdotally, how many stories I've heard about this over the last little while that says I'm just burned out. And I guess you can handle stuff like this in the short term, but for those of us that have been working from home for well over a year now, uh, all of a sudden you get married to the computer, you get married to your phone or whatever it is, and you feel as if you're working 24 hours a day. Absolutely. You couldn't be uh, you know, more, more direct and, and, and honestly correct with your, with your statement earlier. Um, this is something that we do notice on a regular basis um, on our advice line, which supports a lot of employers. Um, it was seen as a, you know, you were lucky to have your job, continue to work from home, you have a nice setup, uh, but there's a lot of factors that, um, that are affecting employees uh, right now, especially the ones that have um, what we call destructions in the workplace, um, but they are actually real life responsibilities that they have at home. The typical example is uh, individuals that have to deal with, um, you know, watching after their children, mm-hmm. uh, do the daycare and, and so forth that's not available either at the moment or it's patchy or they have not been able to have access to uh, properly. So there is no real uh, disconnect at this point with the way that we are set up, especially with organizations that have not been able or not given the opportunity to update their policies and their uh, operations to a level where they take into account uh, employee mental health and well-being. And, and, you know, we've seen characterizations of that. You know, somebody walking across in front of a, a Zoom meeting at the office or something like that, or that you can hear the, the, the kids crying in the background or the dog barking or something, and, and it's presented in almost a comedic fashion. Like, oh, isn't that funny? But I can understand that if you're in a pretty tense situation here with a, a, a business meeting or, you know, a possible deal that's being made, whatever the case might be, it's very stressful to have those interruptions. And you, you've got to wonder how are other people going to respond. Uh, it doesn't happen in the work environment, but 
it happens because of the environment in which we found ourselves in these days at the home and doing everything virtually. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can I can even use uh, my own example and, uh, you know, the, the different factors I mentioned earlier, even uh, when you take into account how much space people have uh, at home, if we're looking at from that stand from that standpoint, um, my own example, I, I, I do have uh, two children and that we decided to keep at home for a time being and then we were forced to keep at home for for a longer time. Um, it's it's something that is affecting um myself them as well because they do constantly see you continuing to work um as well throughout so you need to um as an employer set uh, some clear expectations with your employees it's the long-term effect that you mentioned earlier that's a concern to us nowadays um and not the short term short term employees could handle it um, someone could, could make it through a few days maybe a few weeks but the long-term effects are, are something the business does not want to uh, deal with, believe me, and uh, employees will have uh, increased level of stress um, and anxiety. But then, from a business standpoint, you're starting to now, even though they're not present in the office, um, start to have levels of absenteeism or presenteeism, where they're working but they're not really being very uh, efficient at what they're doing. So it, it serves both uh, sides to have a balanced approach to um, to work. To be honest. We have talked, I guess, for some years now, and especially in your line of work with HR, about the life-work balance. And, you know, that we have to have that balance. You can't have one, you know, immensely larger than the other. There's got to be some balance there. That was a lot easier when you deal work and life were in two different places. But now that you're in one environment, that's that line is pretty blurred, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that, that psychological um, step where you left the office and you couldn't technically um, contribute even if you wanted to. You were commuting, you were, you know, taking the train, driving, whatever the the thing was, and then you had your schedule for uh, for the for the day or for the afternoon with your family. Um, that was something that um, was pretty much erased uh, for some of the scenarios, not in all, but it was pretty much erased because now we we have you know a requirement to be uh, connected to apps. We have our laptops. A lot of companies moved away from. Computers, some that that did that originally because of business resumption uh, needs. So big companies that were preparing for any type of disaster, I guess, scenario. But then now, more so um, with remote working, the laptop is there, your email, your phone, corporate provided phone. Uh, those are things that take away. So there is no there is no more psychological boundary to uh, to stopping work. Um, and it's something that, um, to be honest, Bill, it's a responsibility of both employees and employers at the same time. However. Employers are the ones that need to make sure that they um, have employees work in a safe environment. It doesn't mean just physically, but also mentally, so they can provide some more guidance to the employees in terms of how they prioritize that day-to-day. So whenever the time comes that your day ends, you can end that day comfortably, and the employees don't feel the pressure that oh, I have to now continue, fulfill this expedition and that expedition, what kind of bond- boundaries they do set with each other as well. Um, there's individuals that can handle a lot more during the day, less responsibilities maybe, and then there's others that are having to deal with a lot more responsibility at home. So it's the employer's uh, responsibility at this point um, to make sure that they are addressing these concerns and they're setting right expectations, realistic expectations and goals with different employees depending on their conditions and work from home. 
We've heard certainly uh, stories like this from some of the employees who are suffering from this burnout. Uh, but I've also heard from others that are describing what you did at the beginning of our conversation about some employers, some, not all, that are simply saying, look, you know, we're doing you a favor by letting you do this. Uh, you know, you've just got to tolerate. You have to do what needs to be done. Uh, but are, are, are employers, by and large, as you go through some of these these situations, are they understanding the the, the concern and the problems this is causing? And, 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 and what could be some rather, you know, terrific consequences of this? Well, that, that's that's the thing. So what I mentioned earlier about some business already working on this, um, it, it is the difference is made in the capacity that businesses have. So most of the time we do deal with small to medium-sized businesses uh, as opposed to corporate uh, businesses. Those are the ones that are fully prepared. And if not, they're very quick to react to any changes in policy and, and requirement um, in, in the way work is done and is performed because they have the resources. Some businesses, even if they wanted to, and to your question, if they understood, they they might not have understood in some cases, but even if they did, it takes a lot of resources to start um, changing the way you work, um, adapting to this remote work, increased um, more, you know, FaceTime, as we call it usually with your employees, because in the office you can easily do that by just going by. Um, now you're remote, so you have to schedule more, maybe frequent meetings uh, with your team and so forth. So from a policy standpoint and rearranging the way you do work, um, it depends on the amount of resources that you have. Sometimes it's tough. Policies do help because this is something that's in writing. This is something that you commu- communicate to your team to set the right expectation. Um, ability to create these policies and making sure that they're effective. There's no size fit all, right? So you have to adapt it to your business, to your industry. Um, that's where the skill is, and that's where sometimes the the obstacle is for some of the companies. In the case that they understand it, they are, they are doing their best. We are also guiding a lot of uh, the companies to think long term about their employees, um, reinforce the 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 the, the idea of work life balance, equip your team with the tools and with the guidelines to be able to manage their day properly, be more efficient, be flexible, obviously, to take into account their individual conditions at home so that at the end of the day, they, f- they feel that they have done well to support the business, but also they feel that they have not really hurt their personal life as well. So we need to get to a win-win as much as possible. There's the only, that's the only way to address this long-term. Short-term, like I said, and you mentioned, it's something that can be handled maybe, uh, long term, uh, it has major repercussions when it comes to absenteeism um, and also anxiety and depression. Kaylee, we mentioned that uh, that some countries, France, you know, I guess comes to mind right off the bat, have actually adopted legislation like this. I know the Canadian government's talking about it these days too. What would that look like and, and, and how prescriptive would it be or would it would be, they'd be better off simply to set guidelines? Right. I mean, uh, France is a good example, as you said, and a lot of other um, European countries, uh, to my understanding, have, have decided to go that way. I mean, this is a pretty, um, to my knowledge, a pretty arbitrary way of doing it when it comes to uh, what they have done um, in France, where there's a certain time after which you as an employee would not have any contact or access to any of the resources um, relating to your work. So basically, that's a typical disconnect, like you losing your your access uh, to work uh, in case there is an emergency, that those are the only exceptions, I, I would believe. Uh, in this case, the same thing here. I mean, at the moment, it's being considered at a federal government level, to my understanding, and maybe um, in, maybe, in maybe other labor groups. 
um, but um, the idea is to restrict access after a certain hour. Obviously, this would have to go through a few considerations of the position, um, responsibilities, and so forth. Uh, but the repercussion that this could be having is that once the federal government has, su has some kind of a working draft, I guess, or um, guideline as to how this would be done, then maybe we could see provincial governments start to mandate this legislation to the private sector um, in a certain extent. So a lot of changes have been happening uh, recently. So the pandemic triggered a lot of um, uh, reviews in terms of how we do work, uh, a lot of changes when it comes to health and safety uh, as well, and also uh, from a labor relations standpoint. So this could be one of those changes. I mean, we anticipate in the next year or two, uh, we did have a lot of changes, but we anticipate in a year or two, more changes to come when it comes to labor relations and uh, health and safety. A lot of issues are coming to the surface, which might have existed in the past, but are more emphasized by the scenario that we're living through right now. And I understand that the pandemic's not going to be with us forever, nor will the lockdown. But one of the things coming out the other side of this, and I, I know that you guys have seen this in, in the HR field, is uh, a lot of companies and probably a lot of employers are going to want to do at least some of remote work uh, when the, when this is all over, uh, you know, vis-a-vis -vis productivity and things of this nature. So if, if that's going to be the case, you know, if it's going to be a couple of days a week in the office, a couple of days at home, or maybe permanently at whatever, uh, there have to be parameters, don't there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of companies were doing this already as part of their flex uh, arrangement with their mm -hmm. employees. A lot of employees would ask for accommodation, and sometimes the easiest thing to do uh, when it comes to accommodation is allowing employees to work either from different offices. A lot of companies do have different offices where the employees can uh, connect and do their work on a daily basis or uh, working remotely. Um, the guidelines would have to be, as you said, um, put in place. Policies would have to would need to be updated uh, for these companies, um, and you, you need to set those restrictions. You need to make sure that yes, employees are doing their work and work is being done efficiently. So that's where the company can help because in some scenarios you would have employees that are obviously trying their best, but in the in the midst of what they're going through, uh, even at home, or the amount of work that's being given, is it realistic or not? Our goals and expectations. Um, realistic or not, they do find it hard to prioritize and get through the day. And then usually um, a lot of things are pushed to the end of their day and then they extend their day and over time, they might not even be efficient at that point. So you're not working during a time um, that you are also efficient as a human being. So it, there's no benefit in extending the working day. There is, there is a reason why individuals would need a break uh, because they would have a chance to reset re-energize, um, manage their, their personal life as well, and be ready to come for the next day. It needs to be a balance. No matter what, uh, this needs to be put in writing, to my understanding and to our uh, philosophy here at Peninsula, um, because if it's not in writing, uh, it's something that you have to balance on a case-by-case, -case, and you might not be as consistent as you need, and that might lead to other issues for the business where um, not doing the same thing for everyone might lead to you um, being maybe followed by lawsuits or discrimination. 
It's it's an important part of uh, what's going to be happening going forward, and, and before maybe even before you have that conversation with people like Palencia, who you know, let's face it, is a worldwide company, over eighty thousand small businesses uh, use your services worldwide. Uh, there's got to be a dialogue, I guess, between employee and employer too, to to establish first of all what the concerns might be, and then developing a plan going forward from that. Absolutely. Every time we have a conversation with an employer that we haven't spoken before or has come to us with a concern as to how to handle a particular scenario, the first thing that we say is that you need to make sure that you have a sit-down with your employee. Talking to your employees is very important. A lot of businesses, um, we realize, do not have, as I mentioned earlier, the resources, the capability, the time. Um, they believe sometimes a text message, an email, um, a very cold, as I call it, letter, um, might resolve uh, a scenario or might make things go away, it won't. You need to sit down. You need to see eye to eye with your employee. You need to understand what their circumstances are and see how you can accommodate. Uh, in some cases, it's very easy to say, uh, we can't accommodate. The work cannot be done. We cannot do this. That's an easy way. That's a short way out. That's not a good solution for the business or the employee. You might lose someone that has experience of your company, of your business, of your industry. So you always need to Look at from the standpoint of being uh, flexible and accommodate when uh, when need be. Uh, interesting discussion to have, and as I say, very germane, I think, to what's happening these days uh, with uh, the pressures a lot of folks are feeling. Uh, Kirlian, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I, I, I hope this is a, a topic that's going to resonate with an awful lot of our listeners and maybe at least uh, serve as a catalyst for conversations between those employers. Thanks for the time today. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. Take care. Kildion Sukalayer, of course, is an HR expert with Peninsula Canada. And uh, have that discussion. You want to make sure that everybody's on the same page, of course, when it comes to work-life balance. And uh, that obviously is the best way to maximize productivity, isn't it? The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.